Welcome to Let's Talk Cake. I'm Carrie. And I'm Savannah. And on today's episode, we will be talking to Jenny from the Cake Pop Shop. People aren't just bakers nowadays. They are definitely artists. So now I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm like, cancer's not going to hold me back from making cake. Are you kidding me? People sometimes ask, like, what's your hobby? Well, my hobby is my job. I love what I do. It's like a canvas that you get to start over every single time you do a new cake. And then you give it to someone and you get to see their smiles and their faces. I mean, it's unbelievably rewarding. Caking, for me, is all about creating a moment and a memory. Hi, you guys. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of Let's Talk Cake, a podcast by cakers for cakers. I'm Savannah, and I'm here with my mom, Carrie, and together we own the dessert studio in Utah. So this week in the bakery was kind of an interesting one because, um, with the exception of taking Valentine's Day orders and a couple of birthday cakes, we kind of tried to keep this week open because Savannah's supposed to have had a baby by now. (laughs) I wish. We, yeah, I'm a few days over my due date. And I think in my head, I had just like convinced myself that I wasn't even going to make it to my due date. And so these past few days have just been so lame. (laughs) We actually um, tried to keep open the week before her due date as much as possible because I want to be there also. And she wants to be there and well, wants to be there. She will be there, but she wants to have the baby. And nothing happened and she went to the doctor and nothing had really started moving and it was just kind of a depressing week (laughs) so i set an induction date um we're recording this a couple days before the thursday airing date because my induction is tomorrow so we'll finally have a baby around so next week we will have some news and we're very excited about it yes <laughs> and we just wish that she would have joined us last week it's just been one of those weeks where it's just long and yeah oh. <laughs> but it was um it was pretty fun though um last week savannah was playing uh i guess it's a bassinet kind of thing that plays classical music and uh the baby decided to go completely crazy. She was loving it. <laughs> she loved that music, and she was moving like crazy, and that was a few days before the due date, so we were pretty sure she was just ready to come. <laughs> but no, nope, not yet. making us wait a whole week longer. <laughs> so anyway, so the bakery was actually kind of quiet last week, which is unfortunate because if we'd have stayed really busy, then maybe Savannah wouldn't have noticed so much that her due date was getting closer and closer. But, yeah, by next week, we should have some exciting news around here. So stay tuned for that. (laughs) But today we're really excited because we're going to be talking to Jenny from the Cake Pop Shop in Florida. And, um, yeah, I'm excited to hear what she has to say. So let's get her on. Hello, Jenny. Thank you for joining us today. Hi. Thanks for having me. We are so excited. And you are our first Cake Pop maker. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> yeah. So we're thrilled. <laughs> we did an entire season without a Cake Pop artist, so we're excited to have you. <laughs> That's such a crime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we really dropped the ball, didn't we? <laughs> Maybe I'm we'll, so excited to be the first. We'll, we'll make it up today. <laughs> <laughs> Great. 
So we would love to have you share your story with just how you got into doing cake pops and just kind of how it all came about. Okay, it's it's a long and crazy story, so I'll try to make it succinct. Um, so in 2005, my husband and I were in a bad car accident. Um, I've heard that you're a little familiar with that. Yeah, <laughs> so, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, we were in a bad car accident. I mean, it was it was really bad. Um, my heel was crushed and I mean, completely just, it was a mess and my ankle broken. And basically they told me that I would not be able to work anymore. Like I, I was going to school. I was almost done with a degree in biology and I was going to school to be a zookeeper. Um, I have a passion for animals and I was really excited about that. So that was really devastating. Um, and it, it was like a whole new world. And then a few months later, I find out that now I'm pregnant too. <laughs> so, oh. so there was a lot of things happening at one time. Um, and then our son was born. And before he was born, we were told that he would have some medically complex needs. And again, he was, he, he didn't come about until after the accident. So it had nothing to do with the accident or anything like that. But it was just the luck of the draw. We were having a a lucky year. <laughs> so, um, so he was born with some medically complex needs. It made things really difficult because I was actually in a wheelchair at the time still. So nine months later, wow. I was still in a wheelchair, 10 months later, actually. Um, and he was actually born in a completely different city than where we live because he had to be treated um, at a specific hospital. Um, to make the long story short, he was there for six months and life was crazy. And then Years later, I found out that he was also autistic and I was still not working at the time. I was actually still using a wheelchair and I actually still use a knee scooter to get around because I can't put a whole lot of weight on that foot. There's not a whole lot of bone there. They had to amputate part of the heel. Wow. So um, I was struggling with my identity. I think most, I, I hear most cakers get into it this way, <laughs> that, but that's how it started for me. I was struggling with who am I now? Because I, I was always a worker and I enjoyed learning and knowledge and school and, you know, just working um, and contributing to our house. Just something I learned growing up. And so um, one day, you know, I mean, we tried different things. I was like, let's start a t-shirt company. <laughs> like, I, I'm, I'm a very creative person. So I started like making jewelry and designing t-shirts, all kinds of things, but it just wasn't my niche. It just wasn't there for me. And my sister-in-law, um, she worked at a local grocery store and she did cakes. Um, and she made all of our cakes all the time. And she had moved in with us for a few months and I was helping her make cakes. And she was telling me about cake pops. And it's actually a really funny story. She was like, they're so easy. You're going to make, I'm going to make a ton of money with them because you can do them so quickly and they're so easy. And they were still kind of new. Bakerella, I think had just come out with them. And there were a few books here and there. And so I helped her with an order and it was a nightmare. And I'm like, there is no way that this is how it is every time. This is really difficult. Cakes are falling off the stick. There's burnt chocolate. I mean, I think she cooked her chocolate for like 10 minutes. It was hilarious. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, I'm pretty sure that she only heated up for like 30 seconds. I knew a little bit about chocolate because I love chocolate. <laughs> and so, um, you know, I helped her with that. It was horrible. And I was like, I'm never... I literally said, I'm never touching a cake pop again. This is horrible. I've said um, those words we before. We have used <laughs> those words, those exact like, words. <laughs> never again in my life. This is a nightmare. I don't know how anybody does this. And we went to the store later in the day, me and my husband, and I saw 
um, Bakerella's book. It's a beautiful book if you've never seen her first book. And I was like, that is amazing. And there are different designs on it, like, you know, reindeer and Christmas trees. And I'm like, she can do this and she can actually make money if she does it right. She just needs to teach herself is what I was you know, saying. So I'm like, let's just get the book. So I bought the book and she didn't have a lot of interest in it, but my son did. Um, and at the time he was about, oh goodness, goodness gracious, maybe five. It's hard, it's hard to remember now. And he didn't talk. He was autistic and he got the book and he was flipping through it and he started saying the names of the things that he saw. Wow. And I was just shocked. I mean, he talked a little, I mean, he was like, no, or dada or mama, but he didn't communicate that he understood things. It was hard to know that when you're, when your child doesn't talk. And he was just like robot, um, Santa Claus. And it was amazing wow. for me just to see that he understood what he was looking at and that he was in there. It was just locked away. That is so cool. Yeah, it was, it was absolutely amazing. And so, um, a little bit down the road, his school wanted some Christmas treats. And I was like, hey, let's do some cake pops. So I went back on my word, decided to try them again. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I thought it would take no time. And my goodness, it must have taken me 12 hours to to do like 10 of them. It was crazy. But if um, it's what got your child amazing. to talk, how yeah. could you not, right? <laughs> exactly. I mean, and they came out pretty dang good. Even to this day, I'm like, that's pretty good for my, for my, for my yeah, I know. I saw the photo and they're really good. They're cute. <laughs> I'm like, that's pretty good. And everyone's like, you should do this. And I was like, why not? I'm a creative person. I always have to have something creative happening, whether it's making jewelry or, you know, I don't paint or draw or anything like that, but just making things with my mm -hmm. hands, yeah. you know? And so I, you know, I, I started that and it took off kind of slowly and then it was, then it just really started taking off and I was, I can't believe this is happening. <laughs> and I, I had it. to learn as I was going. Cause at the time there weren't, there was like, I think three YouTube videos on how to make cake pops. Wow. Yeah. I mean, there was, and half of them didn't have people talking. It was just music to people making cake pops. And so I was like, okay. So I had to teach myself like how to do, how, I mean, how to work chocolate, which is, this whole scientific process. Yeah, which is, is very difficult. <laughs> <laughs> which is why a lot of us think we don't like cake pops. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, and I, it is hard. It, it, it is, it is hard. It's funny because I actually don't do cakes. I just do cake pops and other chocolate covered treats. And I'm always like, I will never touch a cake. It's got to be really difficult. It looks crazy. <laughs> like, how do you make it stay up there? <laughs> Luckily, everyone has their thing, right? <laughs> yes, I have my, my niche, so that's good. I love it. That is such an incredible story. And just, just the whole process of how it happened and how personal it is, I think that's incredible. Yeah. You mentioned the car wreck that, that I was in with my two oldest kids, too, and that was it, it's amazing to me how sometimes out of really unpleasant and not good things, we get kind of directed to where we really should be. And I think that that's, mm -hmm. um, that's always good to remember when we're going through the hard stuff that maybe it's sending us the right place. Right. And that is hard when you're in the storm to see what's, you know, the outside of it, because you're just, you feel so lost. And I mean, it was a dark time for me. I mean, I felt so confused about who I was and what was happening. And lost in just being a wife and a mom at the time because you know my child's needs are so complex and there's so much happening I just lost myself so it was ha I was it was really great to find something that you know that was a part of me again and that could be just mine yeah yeah 
Well, your work is awesome too. And so everybody should go check out your Instagram because your, your cake pops really are like next level. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you so much. And I mean, I remember being just barely being able to do a, a basic cake pop, just something with swirls and being like, I will never in a million years be able to make a face. I remember seeing like characters and be like, I, that is crazy. (laughs) I can never do that. But just telling myself to don't pay attention to what they're doing and just keep going. Yeah. Just, I I mean, I can make money on just a basic cake pop. That's fine. You know? So, but now, now you're here today and you are just coming up with the most complex designs and it's just incredible. Very, very incredible. (laughs) Thank you so much. So if you were talking to someone like us who has sworn off cake pops, (laughs) (laughs) what are like the top tricks that you would tell people about how to do it and succeed at it instead of doing it and having cracked and messed up and ugly things? (laughs) So everyone is, when they ask this, because I get this question often, they're looking for me to say something like how to deal with their chocolate. But a lot of it starts with your mentality. Um, and so a lot of it's going to start We're with being doomed. Yourself. <laughs> we have a bad attitude. <laughs> a lot of it's going to start with being kind and you know, with yourself and having patience and not comparing your work to somebody else's or, or not expecting, you know, it to be amazing when you first start and, you know, to just having patience with your mess ups. But I will say, I'll give you some, some other tips too. <laughs> it's, it's important to make sure that your dough is not too, um, so it's cake you know when when you take the cake and you grind it down and you add icing or whatever your binding is going to be your binder Mm -hmm. it's important that it's not too wet so you need to have something kind of like a play-doh consistency where it's going to be firm and not fall off a stick Um, okay you want to make sure that it's not cold when you dip it so when you're dipping it in this warm chocolate if it's too cold it will expand as it starts to you know to come back to room temperature and it'll crack the chocolate Okay. Um, you also need to make sure there's no cracks in the ball before you dip it. If you have like deep cracks or crevices, cover it up with like a smear of chocolate first. It needs to be a thin smear. Um, and then that way the chocolate won't sink into the crack and then it'll become a weak point and it'll crack, it'll crack even more. Okay. So, and then if you're piping things onto it, the chocolate can't be hot, too hot when you're piping onto it or else that heat will melt the, the chocolate on the cake pop itself. So okay. I think that took me a long time to know what was happening. And then I was like, Oh wait, this is kind of like, it reminded me of those desserts when they pour like hot chocolate over the chocolate ball or whatever that's over the cake. And then it melted. And I was like, okay, I get it. Okay. It's too hot. It'll crack it and melt it. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a little bit of science involved. <laughs> oh yes. Um, temperatures and things like that. It's, it's funny because I just started paying it. I mean, I'm going into my, like, uh, I've just hit my ninth year of cake popping and I'm just starting to pay attention to my temperatures. I'm like, maybe I should start because after a while it starts to just become second nature where you just know how hot the cup should be or, you know, but now that I'm teaching, I'm like, okay, I need to know these temperatures so I can help other people understand the temperatures and things Mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. That segues perfectly into having you tell us a little bit about your teaching and your classes that you offer. Oh, so that just started. I mean, first of all, I love teaching. I'm a people person. And you kind of get, when it comes to cake, you can kind of get in your own little world for a little bit. <laughs> and uh-huh. so you don't get to, to see the, like, the, you know, interact and see other people and things like that. So teaching is something I love doing. I love helping people. And I give tips and tricks all the time to people that message me constantly. And I always answer. 
because when I started, they weren't, people weren't sharing that stuff either. It was really kind of like, no, we don't want to tell anybody how we're, how we're doing this. And I never understood that because I'm so open and I want everyone to succeed. So, um, I shared those when Periscope was a thing. Remember that? That was crazy. A couple years ago, <laughs> um, I had like 12, 13,000 followers and I just Periscoped all day long, just teaching what I did. But now, um, I have classes. I started about a year ago and I teach them in Facebook live groups. So especially during, you know, this pandemic, you can't really get out and do hands-on classes. So I teach, I teach, I have a basic class and I have like a new class coming out in March. That's going to be, um, I'm calling it mastering cake pops where I'll be teaching everything. I mean, we're talking like the temperatures, all the reasons your cake pops can crack. Cause there are at least five or six different reasons, you know, everything that they need to know, including how to price things correctly. Cause that is a big deal mm-hmm. not to undersell your work all right? to be paid for what you're doing and things like that. So how to shape all the good stuff. Cool. So yeah, that's, that's, uh, for anyone who's wanting to do cake pops, that sounds like it would be a very valuable thing to do. (laughs) Oh, for sure. I mean, it's something I wish I had (laughs) nine years ago. So it's, that's what I try to remember to put myself back where I was then and to teach what I needed to know. Yeah. And then let them have, you know, this nine years of experience to just take that and start from there. Nine years. That's, that's pretty impressive. (laughs) So during that nine years, what would you say has been like, your most exciting achievement in your business? Oh, wow. Um, hmm, that's a hard one. <laughs> um, yeah. I, working with um, big, like we worked with the NFL. That was very exciting. Um, we worked for the Jaguar, Jacksonville Jaguars for a long time. Um, and the NFL directly, we actually did cake pops for them. And they, they sent us, it was so crazy. I'll never forget that email. They sent us all the graphics the NFL literally emailed me all the graphics to all of the teams um, so we could put them on cake pops. Oh, wow. Like, wow. This is so amazing. I was like, I just got an email from the NFL. That is crazy. <laughs> and this, these are all the logos for every single team. So you did them for every team? For every team. There was like 900 and something cake pops. Um, Holy cow. Yeah. The NFL, I guess, the, came to um, the stadium, the Jaguar Stadium, and they the um, people there wanted to show off, you know, cake pops, That's um, which so is great. Cool. Yeah. It's great. It's hard to find um, companies who see the value in cake pops um, because there's a lot of work involved with them. There's, I mean, there are times that I've spent an hour on a cake pop. I mean, there's a lot of work in some of the shaping and it's art, yeah. you know? Yeah, absolutely. It, it's hard for them. They're like, Oh, it's not a big deal because they're seeing the, the quick video of somebody dipping it in five seconds. They're not, <laughs> They don't understand their work behind it. So it's always a really proud moment when you can, when you see a company value what you do. Yeah. That's really cool. I would love to have seen that spread. That's, (laughs) that's something else. It was crazy. crazy. They were, they were just wheeling like stands of cake pops. Wow. Into the stadium. It was crazy. So you said that you worked with the Jaguars beyond that, that 900 cake pop experience. Oh yes, we did. Um, I think our first experience with them was 2,000 cake pops for Christmas. Oh, my gosh. Um, that was their first order from us. So do and you then, work alone or do you bring in help when you have orders like that? So at the time, so first of all, my husband, i got to give a shout out to him. He's been such a support um, to my business. And he actually 
works at Costco. He's a meat cutter, but now he's also a baker. <laughs> he, he bakes the majority of my cakes. They're my recipes. We go over them, but he bakes the majority of them. So he bakes and helps me roll out the cake pops. He's better at rolling cake pops than I am. <laughs> That's how I know I could teach because I taught him. You seen him <laughs> That's awesome. Um, and I also had a, it was, it was interesting because as I got to the point where I was needing help and I was feeling a little overwhelmed because there's like a growing pains that happens where it's like, I can only take so much, but you want to do more. Um, an old high school friend had contacted me that she had just, she needed, she was just in culinary school. She was wanting to start like pastry school and she needed to um, do intern work. And so she got permission to do intern work with me. And so she happened to be with us during that time as well. So that was really great. And I learned a lot having her as an intern. And then she worked with me for a little bit as well. Um, but I learned a lot from her um, as in to affirmation of what I was doing was correct. I didn't go to school, you know, to be a chocolatier. I don't know these things. And so when, as I'm teaching her these things and she's like, oh, that's actually how we learned it in school. I was like, oh, okay, great. Like, so I didn't just make this up. <laughs> like, I'm not like doing the ghetto chocolatier way or something. You know? I've, I'm actually, you know, it was, it was great working with her. And then it taught me also how to just have an employee. Right. And what, and what to look for. Like I always thought, Oh, I have to have a baker, but I actually learned that I have to have an artist. I can teach people to bake, but it can't teach a baker how to be an artist. Yeah. And so sure. I learned that with her and a few other employees along the way. Awesome. Cool. So, so do you have, do you currently have other employees? Is that the stage you're at now is that you just have a team? No. Um, so right now, well, yes and no. So I don't, it's just me and my husband. We're back to that, especially with the pandemic happening. Right. And then, um, I have a, a um, virtual assistant. I could, I would be lost without her. Um, that is something that I, I started five years ago. I found a, a virtual assistant and that has helped so much because when you're running a cake business, especially as an artist, you just want to do the cakes. You don't want to do the admin work. <laughs> and that's all it seems like it is. It's all answering emails and working up quotes and all kinds of things, all kinds of admin work. And so she does the majority of that. Um, I have to set the plans in place like, oh, these are going to be our forms for people to fill out and things like that. But she manages it, which is great because it frees up my time to yeah, take more orders that's very nice. and to do and to do the artistic work, which is what I want to do. Cool. That's great. So I just have to clarify when you had an order for 2000 cake pops, it was you and your husband and your friend. That's right. Me and my husband and my intern at the time. That's okay. Right. <laughs> and my mom came in. I mean, there are people like my mom came over to say hi. And I'm like, okay, hi, start wrapping cake pops. <laughs> start helping out. <laughs> I'm like, I should have warned you people don't come to my house right now or I'm going to put you to work. <laughs> I'll tell you, having done just a, a few cake pops, we haven't done a lot of them, but having done the ones that we've done, an order of 2000 cake pops just sounds absolutely <laughs> like overwhelming to me. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it's I mean we broke it down into segments of 500 which made me feel better I just break it down in my mind I'm like okay today we have to do 500 that's um, good that sounds a little more manageable <laughs> yeah right it sounds manageable I'm like we're only doing 500 just 500 for like four or five days <laughs> so, <laughs> so like one day is dedicated to baking and one day is dead you know dedicated to turning it all into back into dough basically you know? yeah um, and then you know we have a system, but it was still a lot. It was the first time we had ever done that much. I had done 500 before, but I never done 
2000. Yeah. Is that your biggest order to date? Um, no, the Jaguars went to the playoffs a few years ago and we did playoff cake pops. So there was, um, I think we did, uh, maybe 2,500 then I'm trying to remember. And it was a couple of like weeks in a row, like one week we're doing 1900, the next week we're doing 2,500. It wow. was, cra- I don't think I slept. <laughs> yeah. And then, <laughs> and then every year we do about 900 for a company in DC. Um, they used to fly down to get them because we can't ship the cake pops. And then last, last year we actually started, well, the, I guess it's the year before that, since we're now 2021, <laughs> um, we started driving them to them, which was okay. great. I lived in DC for a few years. So it was, it's nice to go back up there and see the area. And they cover your de- delivery, char- delivery costs. Yep. Wow. Everything. They, they cover the, cause I rent, um, a van. Um, they cover the van rental. They cover our hotel stay. We stay a couple nights, um, along the way. Cause it's just, I just don't want to drive 15 and 15. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. For sure. and yep. Delivery cost, everything. They cover everything. That's well, awesome. Well, it sounds like you've really developed quite a, a, a little spot for yourself. Yeah. To, that That's really cool. Oh, yeah. It's exciting. Sometimes I look at it, I'm like, I can't believe this is us. Like, I, I go back, like, for example, when the NFL, the NFL thing, I had been doing K-Cups for five years probably at that point. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. You know, every now and then it's like, oh, my gosh, it's the NFL. Or, oh, my gosh, it's Coach because we've done some work with them. Or, you know, wow. Right. So you said that you deliver them because you don't ship cake pops. Is is that true? You like, you don't have any shipping of cake pops. Nope. So, um, we actually work from our home. We are a cottage food law bakery. Mm -hmm. Um, and so we're not allowed to ship. I'm really, I always follow the rules. I'm really big Mm -hmm. on, on following rules and making sure we're doing things right. And so I don't ship cake pops and I'm actually kind of happy because I've shipped to friends and family and it is that's a whole new ball game. Yeah. I don't want things to arrive broken and I'd feel responsible even though I'm not. And I don't, I'm yeah, not responsible yeah. I'm happy scary. to not have to deal with that. I mean, we've thought about it. There's been many times that I've thought I need to just get a commercial kitchen. Cause you can rent commercial kitchen space and start shipping. We, there's a demand for it for sure. I mean, we must get several emails a day, but it's, it would be, it's a lot of work. <laughs> I think we'd have the whole department dedicated to shipping cake pops and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So hearing your story and just everything that has happened and the success that you've seen, um, going back to the beginning, you mentioned how it was a slow start and then you started to see the success. So tell us about that, that start and I guess kind of just the patience that you had to have and the consistency you had to have to be where you are today? Um, so I remember, um, goodness, I think we started December 2012, 2011. That's when it was. Hard to remember sometimes. <laughs> like, what year is this now? Um, <laughs> and for me, it was, I didn't really think anything about it. Like, I just thought, okay, I'm going to create a Facebook page and I'm going to have a business. You know, I hope that it would be successful. My brother is a graphic artist, so he made our first logo. And we got, I think I was posting in like those little swip swap groups, you know, like, hey, cake pops. And I was way underselling, which is why I'm happy to teach people how to price in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was way underselling, but it was really slow. I mean, I think orders came in once every few months, but I kind of still saw it as a hobby, even though I'm selling them. So technically I'm a business. I still was seeing it as 
you know, it was a keeping creative me creative outlet, and, hobby, yeah. Yeah, I had my mind on creating things here and there, but there was there is a lot of patience involved with with that. I mean, I'm I'm lucky I have a very supportive husband and he, you know, brought in the majority of the income, so it allows me to be even though we we have, you know, our son's medical bills are insane. And so we needed it's why I kept looking for some sort of work that I could do from home. Right. We needed something, but it allowed me to be able to not worry too much and just be patient with, you know, how it was going to unfold. I didn't, I expected it to be like that t-shirt business we tried to start, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Our friends and family will support us on occasion, but I mean, we're not, it's not really going to take off, you know, I just didn't see it being like this. And then it just slowly starts to happen. And something that I learned was even when you don't have business, you need to be baking. You need to be mm -hmm. designing. You need to be coming up with, you know, these things, there's so much more to making the cake. You have to teach yourself how to take good pictures because that's what sells your work. How does it look? You know, um, like I was taking pictures in my kitchen light and it was all yellow looking. That's not really appealing. Yeah. <laughs> right. There's a lot of practice and so many different aspects of it. It's it's not just about making a nice cake. There's There's a lot of practice on lots of fronts. That's right. I mean, I sometimes I'm like, I don't want to be a graphic artist. I just want to make cake pops because I feel like I spend so much time making graphic things for Instagram or for yes, so or social media or, you know, I'm like, that's all I'm doing is making these little things for people. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, well, I love that. Just having the patience to get through it and continuing right. to perfect your niche because honestly, like that's all we can do is we continue to progress in our own personal businesses and so yeah just patience and working hard to get even better at what you're doing that's right um you have to just keep plugging away no matter what you think is gonna come even just for the fun of it especially in the beginning it's so much fun yeah. <laughs> just to teach yourself those things and and um eventually the business will come especially as you're doing the work and you're producing it and I mean maybe your neighbors and your family will have tons of cake but you know you you're <laughs> You're, they'll be happy. They're getting, they get to take advantage of your beginnings. <laughs> yeah, so, that's true. Absolutely. We all have friends and family who have benefited from that. <laughs> that's right. And, you know, and then people will eventually, they will find you, especially if you keep posting, it, you know, keep advertising yourself and keep telling people that as you go out. I mean, we told we're going to Walmart and we're telling the cashiers, like we're, we're telling everybody, hey, look at my work. I'm showing them my Instagram. This is what I do. They're like, why are you buying 8,000 bags of flour? No, <laughs> we're, telling them, we're telling them why and we're showing them our work. And here's my business card. I always keep business cards on me. Yeah. And that's that's how you reach those people, that networking. It's like, yes, they're a, the cart pusher at Walmart. Doesn't matter. You don't know who their aunt, their uncle, their mom, their dad is. And they, will give, their car, they will give that to somebody else. Yeah. And I think all of that, just comes down to passion. I mean, clearly you're very passionate about what you're doing. You're telling everyone you know about what you're doing and you're you're having fun with it. And I think that's the most important thing because when we're passionate about something, we, we're going to get success from it because we are so passionate and we're working towards something that we love. So you talked a little bit about helping people in your classes know how to price their cake pops. And I noticed on your website that it gives a price for the cake pops. Is that what you charge for every cake pop or are some of your cake pops more because of the design elements? Oh, no, that's just the beginning price. So, okay. 
Um, so that's the starter price. So that's going to be a cake pop that's, which I will be reviewing those because we, we review our prices every year, but that's just going to be a, a round cake pop that's dipped in chocolate that has a swirl or a sprinkle on it. Okay. Um, the, the prices change uh, like, you know, just like a cake according to the design and right. how long it's going to take me to do. And so what happens is how, how a customer starts is they go to my website typically and they'll see the price of the cake pops and then they'll send me a, a quote request and they'll tell me what they want. They usually send me pictures or tell me their design ideas or whatever. And then I just come up with all kinds of designs and then I price and then I give them a price according to how long I think it's going to take me. Okay. All right. That's good. I was, I was looking at some of your elaborate ones and thinking, wow, like, if they're oh, all that no. price, you're like, <laughs> <laughs> the most we've charged must for be a, a quick worker. Is probably $13 for one. And what's the most? 30. Yeah. 13. 13. Okay. That's the most I've charged for one. Yeah. Um, and I'm trying to remember what that was. I think it was Elf on the Shelf. I think I got tired of making those. So I was like, okay, that's it. They're $13. <laughs> well, I'm sure that's very reasonably priced even still because, yeah, I mean, some of the details on your cake pops are incredible. Yeah. And that's the thing. You start to think, because as you know, you get faster that, hey, maybe I should reduce my price. But no, because now they're paying for my expertise. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Now they're paying for all my experience. So, yeah. Yeah. I think everything that we've just said about pricing can be applied to all of us because, yeah, I think pricing is one of the trickiest things. And so we just need to hone in and know exactly what we're doing. (laughs) It it breaks my heart to see people underpriced and not because I'm thinking, oh, they're dragging down the business. No, it's because I know how hard it is and they should make they should be paid for their time. Yeah. And, and, you know, you know, sometimes that they can't be turning much of a profit at some of the lower prices. And so I I think that's really, I I love what you're saying because you're, you're right. We can, um, we can share our skills and we can share our expertise and we can encourage each other to make sure that we're getting paid what we're worth, because honestly, there's enough work out there for all of us. That's right. I mean, I don't let a customer dictate to me what they think my, my value is. I know how much I'm worth. And if they want, if they agree with that, then they'll pay for my cake pops. If not, then they'll find someone that's less expensive. Um, and they probably do a little less detail than I do. I mean, there are plenty of cake poppers in Jacksonville. I'm ex- really highly detailed in everything that I do. And that's what they're paying for when they choose me. Like, so they just, you know, a customer will decide, do I want something with a little bit of detail or do I want something that's just crazy? Um, and they know that when they're choosing me, I have repetitive customers. They know what they're getting, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I, want, I want all cake artists, all treat makers to be paid their worth. I want them to, I've seen some, especially with this cocoa bomb craze, which we are on by the way. Yep. <laughs> um, I've seen people charging like $2 for a cocoa bomb and I've done my pricing and they're almost $2 with our packaging just to make. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, there's no way that you're making money and you're sacrificing all this time with your family. That was a big thing for me. When I started realizing how much time I was spending away from my family to make all the treats and how little I was getting in return, I was like, this is what I'm trading for time with my son. Yeah. You know, and so I need to raise my prices because obviously time with my son is priceless. But if I'm going to be away from him, I want to be making a good amount of money to be being away from him. To support him. Yeah. And my husband. Yeah. Well, I love, love, love what you said about how you don't let clients dictate your value because- I feel like sometimes when we do give clients a price and they say no and they're in awe at the price and 
And it's almost like, oh, no, like, what did I do wrong? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But it's not that's not the case at all. And really exactly what you said, like, if we're going to be putting in the time and effort and being away from our family and developing the skills. Yeah. Yeah. Then it all needs to be worth it. And so I, I love that. And no client is going to dictate our value because we are valuable and we are artists in what we're doing. Right. I mean, imagine if we just went to the store and we're like, this is what I want to spend on groceries today. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Nothing works that way. Oh. So we didn't allow that to happen either. I've never thought about it that way, but that's so true. Yeah. I mean, we don't really go anywhere else where we get to like say, oh, no, I don't think I want to pay that much. So let's bring the price down a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Except for maybe the car lot, but you know they have a price that they're stuck at. They're up. Yeah, that doesn't they're just count. To up, so yeah. That doesn't count because they've already built in the uh, the, the cushion right. right there. They're not doing you any big favors. That's so right. Funny. They built in that negotiation, and I have I have clients that try to negotiate. I just don't. Um, I, and it doesn't hurt my feelings if they think it's too much. It used to in the beginning. It did, especially when you're first starting. You're like, maybe I'm not doing this right. But as you go on and you start to have confidence in your skill and what you're doing, you know what you're what you're charging. I mean, there are lots of times that I'm like, I'm not charging enough, yeah, <laughs> you know. For sure. But um, I it doesn't hurt my feelings if they think it's too much because there's somebody that is right for them. I, yeah, yeah. It's just not exactly. Me. Yeah, exactly. I love that. Okay, Jenny. So to kind of come to a conclusion after everything that you've told us, your amazing story. How has cake or specifically cake pops just impacted your life for the better? So, wow, they completely changed my life. Um, it, it's, it's so hard to put into words. It, I mean, I believe in, I got pride in what I do. Again, I have something that I feel like belongs to just me, something that I can be proud of and something I can help support my family with, um, help take care of my son's medical bills or his therapies that he needs things for. And it gives me a voice, you know, it's, this is who I am now. I'm not just a wife and a mom. I love being those things, but I need to be, I need to have my own identity too. And I feel like cake is part of that identity now, art and cake. That's, that's who I am. So, I mean, yeah, it gave me back pride and gives me a voice to show people who I am. I love it. Well, thank you so much. We really appreciate you coming on and talking to us and sharing your story with us. And um, yeah, I I feel a desire to go give it another go. <laughs> For sure. You can do it. <laughs> and if you can't do it, then take a class because we've done all the work for you. You just have to follow the instructions. <laughs> That's really cool. Well, thank you so much. We really appreciate you coming on. Thank you. I'm excited. We're excited to be here. Thanks so much. Thank you, Jenny. That was so amazing. And your story is incredible and just, yeah, truly inspirational. Yeah, it really is. And I, I don't know, listening to her talk about some of her dream clients, be, being able to work with the NFL and the Jacksonville Jaguars made me think we need to do a cake for the Utah Jazz or something. But I don't know. <laughs> put it out there to the universe I guess (laughs) we don't really do the cake pop so they'd have to be happy with cakes or cupcakes or cookies or something but anyway we really appreciate Jenny coming on and we appreciate all of you joining us we are so excited as well for next week when we will be talking to Esma Esma from Esma Kiram 
She's a creative coach, and I'm really excited to hear what she has to share with us because, I mean, we are in a creative field, and I don't know. I think it could be really helpful. So we're excited to talk to her. And thank you so much to all of you for joining us this week, and we hope to have some great news for you next week when we'll talk babies and continue to talk cake. Thanks for listening. Make sure to follow the Let's Talk Cake podcast on Instagram. Subscribe and write a review for the podcast wherever you listen to it. Thanks, and we'll see you next week.